0: The <laughs> cat What's up guys and welcome to MCS podcast number 320. This is Buck Green sitting in for Jeff Anderson. I pretty much begged Jeff to let me squeeze in one more MCS podcast because I want to talk to you about something that is near and dear to my heart because it relates directly to my experience with MCS and what I hope is your experience with MCS. We're transitioning to Warrior Life, a lifestyle brand that is designed to engage you and your participation as we all become better prepared more protected, uh, better, more self-reliant, and and more uh, capable of dealing with life and thriving. That's super important and it got me to thinking about the brand change and about everything that I've learned from MCS uh, since the time I first came to work here so many years ago that I don't even remember my first conversation with Jeff. Uh, So I'd like to talk with you about that today and then ask you a question as it relates to your own history with MCS. Before we go any farther though, you don't have to worry about taking any notes. You can download this week's handy dandy cheat sheet at MCSMagazine.com slash 320. csmagazine.com slash 320 okay are you ready then let's talk tactical prepper abc's tactical firearms training urban survival close quarters combat this this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot this is modern combat and survival all right, we're back. I don't know if you've seen the movie Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, but it's one of my favorite movies because of a scene that it includes that I think I've been told isn't actually in the play that it's based on. And that is when Alec Baldwin's super aggressive, hard sales salesman, comes in to berate the sales team with a speech uh, that he calls Always Be Closing. ABC, always be closing. And, you know, it's a great scene that, that it just... It really inspires you, it makes you wanna get out there and just make people buy stuff. And maybe that's not the best uh, perspective when it comes to sales. Uh, There are a lot of different philosophies on the best way to get people to buy your product. Uh, Here at MCS, we've always believed that the best way to get people to support us is to provide them with things that they want and need and to do so with respect. Uh, Jeff has always been very particular about that, in fact, but that got me to thinking about uh, always be learning because uh, we got into a conversation about uh, the the last several years here at MCS and my own time here at MCS and everything that I've learned uh, in the time that I've been an employee here. Um, I, I like I said in the intro, I don't remember the first conversation I ever had with Jeff. It was that long ago. But in the time that I have worked for MCS, it has served as a kind of masterclass in survival, in preparedness, in self-defense. Um, as I've conducted interviews, reviewed products, you know, met with the team here and, and talked about the the emails that we send out and the blog posts that we put up and the and the various offers that we make available. This has been you couldn't have asked for a better education in the topic of tactical prepping and survival and and preparedness and training and and everything that goes with it. You know, our our tagline prepare, train and survive. That's that's everything that we're about. And the transition to warrior life stands to make that even more so as we engage with our audience and uh, make you even more of a participant in what we're doing. And we're super excited about it. But I begged Jeff to let me squeeze in one last MCS podcast. Uh, And you know, if there's another one after this, don't hold it against me. Sometimes I can be very persuasive. But there's so much about MCS that I want to talk about and share before we make that warrior life transition. And I specifically want to highlight three things that I learned uh, over the course of my time here that were changes, like my actual interaction with MCS, my work uh, for MCS actually changed how i do things and i consider myself a survivalist and a prepper and a self-defense guy and a second amendment guy from way way back i mean since the time i was in high school and old enough to have my own opinions about things i started subscribing to gun magazines when i was in high school you, you couldn't even admit that now and, and not get expelled from high school if you were a high school student but uh, i really thought i knew what i was doing for many many years as a young man and. Everyone thinks they know everything when they're 20. What's the old saying? I'm not young enough to think that I know everything. But... You know, we all go through that phase, and I read survivalist magazines, I was I was big into survival, you know, I remember watching Red Dawn when it originally came out and thinking, yeah, that's how things are going to be. It's kind of amazing how much the world has changed since the original Red Dawn. I'm, I'm not talking about that awful, boring remake, I'm talking about the original with, with Patrick Swayze and C. Thomas Howell and a, and a cast of other uh, greats. One of the things we stress though as part of Warrior Life is how important it is that you as a survivalist, as a prepper, as a prepared citizen, as a uh, provider and protector, you must always be learning. If you're not learning, if you're not expanding your knowledge, if you're not getting better, then you're standing still, and standing still is a good way to get run right over. Uh, In the context of the dynamic and dangerous world we live in, you cannot afford to stand still. You cannot afford to stay as you are, to not get better and not learn more. So part of being, let's call it into self-defense and survival and preparedness, part of engaging in this uh, field of endeavor, if you wanna call it that, is that you should always be learning more. And the materials that we provide here at MCS and that we will be providing as part of Warrior Life, there is no better way to always be learning. ABC, hear it in that Alec Baldwin salesman voice. Always be learning. Coffee is for closers only. Sorry, I, I just go on a tangent because I love that scene so much. My Funnily enough, uh, the last time I sat in for Jeff and did a podcast, one of the comments was, hey, maybe dial back the caffeine, pal. Uh, it's not his exact words, but that's what I took from that. And I just get so excited when it comes to what we do here and what our mission is and what we've done for people before. We, we get email from people telling us how we've helped them. We put out so much material that, that helps people, a lot of it completely, completely free. And that is a big part of our mission is to engage with our audience and just make a more prepared, better protected uh, uh, populace, better a better society overall. Um, think about if all of your neighbors were fellow MCS listeners um, and, and readers of our website and participants in our training, how much better off would you be? How much better would you feel? I, I would pay good money to live in that that community <laughs> if, if it existed. So uh, let's talk about then three things that I have actually changed based on my learning from Modern Combat and Survival uh, because it was. It would be, would have been impossible not to learn in the course of being an employee of this organization, and therefore uh, it's impossible not to learn when you engage in, in reading and listening to and viewing our materials, you know, our YouTube channel and our social media channels and everything else that we do. You'd really have to work hard at not learning. I actually had a thought about that um, there exist in the martial arts world a number of very, I guess you'd call them high-profile fakers, people who have been largely discredited we don't dwell on that and we certainly don't talk about them by name because we're not about negativity here but we all know that those people exist and what's amazing is some of those people are the the OG's as the kids say of the sort of martial arts book and mail order set from from back before people really used the internet for this stuff. I am, I hate to admit my age again, but I am old enough to have started buying books and, and training materials purely by mail order from various catalog companies before you could really be doing that on the internet. The first time I bought a computer that was capable of getting me on the internet, I had Dial Up America Online. That's how far back I go. And there are people who have been sort of making their way in the self-defense and preparedness industries all that time, who have not gotten any better. They sort of were born fully grown as quote-unquote experts, never really learned and never really grew. To do that for multiple decades, you really have to work at not learning. Because if you just engage in this field, if you just immerse yourself in this field of endeavor, you will learn almost by accident. I remember the day that I realized that all the interviews that I had conducted, um, uh, various webinars and stuff that we've done with all of the experts who are our participants in our network. I remember the day that I realized, holy cow, I have learned so much from those people. And it was only my job to ask them questions. You'd have to, you, you would really have to work at not learning. So let me start with number one and, and the first thing that I changed as a result of my interaction with modern combat and survival was my feelings about the machete, uh, which I previously viewed as kind of a boring agricultural tool. See, when I was growing up, my father was sort of uh, the last Boy Scout to borrow a term from the movie. Uh, He was the person who taught me about carrying gear for protection for preparedness. He always had the biggest Swiss army knife that they make. I think it's called the Swiss champ in his pocket. He had, you know, practically an entire tool shop in the back of his truck that he had in, um, when he had a blazer, he built a false bottom for the back of the blazer and built drawers for all that stuff. And then just kept upgrading that each time he got a bigger truck, he went to, uh, uh vans and then a suburban, a series of suburbans actually. And my father, among the various things that he had was more tools than you could ever possibly imagine neatly arrayed in our garage. One of those was this old machete. It was the standard military surplus store machete that you could buy in the 70s. And I say 70s because that's probably when he bought it. I think he'd had it for that long. It had that, that typical uh, OD green canvas sheath. And the I, I know there's a term for those, those wire connectors that they used to use for military gear uh, for uh, I think it was compatible with the Alice clips, but I don't recall. Um, you just see that sort of vestigial metal clip on some old machete sheaths uh, and some new ones to this day. Um, it's cheap and easy, I guess, for manufacturers to twist some wire and put out a canvas sheath. They're not very good. And I, I thought of that machete as just this boring thing. Uh, and if I ever saw my father use it to clear brush, I don't know when that would have been. I have no memory of him ever doing that. It was just something kicking around our garage. It wasn't until I hooked up with MCS that I realized that a machete is more than just a big boring agricultural tool for chopping down brush. Um, it is actually a do-it-all survival tool that can replace your survival knife. Uh, Jeff Anderson was the first person in the sort of survival and prepping community that I can remember telling me that he didn't even really carry a quote-unquote survival knife anymore. He relied on his machete to do most of the work, and then carried a small like razor or utility knife to do any fine work that a machete would be absurd for for using. And I, I remember thinking. Wait, what? Because I'm from the Rambo era. I grew up in the 1980s and the Rambo knife craze, when it hit, we were sort of conditioned as a society that to be a prepper, to be a survivalist, and nobody, the term prepper didn't exist or wasn't in use back then uh, that I'm aware of. I'd never heard of it until recently. To be a survivalist meant you had, first and foremost, that survivalist knife, preferably a, a hollow handle Rambo style knife, and they were everywhere. You could get a cheap hollow handle Rambo hollow handle Rambo knife. Say that five times fast. Uh, anywhere and I I owned a series of them. It was one of the first knives I ever bought with my own money. I think the very first knife I ever bought as a teenager was a a Camillus folding knife very similar to a Buck 110 and then I think maybe the second or third knife that I ever purchased was a hollow handle survival knife. Uh, The Rambo knife, the sort of epitome of survival though you can do away with that model and actually the machete can do almost everything that you need in the field and it was modern combat and survival and jeff anderson uh, that taught me that so that really really profoundly changed my approach to one of the most fundamental pieces of gear for survival more importantly though it was also modern combat and survival that taught me just how uh, amazingly powerful the machete is as a self-defense weapon, as essentially a short sword. And of course, since that time, we've, we've come to take the machete for granted as a weapon because it grew in popularity among multiple elements in society that we don't want to have it, mean, meaning uh, like MS-13 and, and gangs. Um, There are big cities that pass laws outlawing machetes specifically because of gang activity and also because politicians love to ban things. It creates the simulation of doing something to solve a problem. But I now have multiple machetes, uh, including multiple uh, Modern Combat and Survival Guardian machetes, tucked away in various strategic places because it is such a powerful, uh, profoundly meaningful weapon. Uh, One of my favorite DVD sets is the Combat Machete Training DVD set uh, that that MCS put out. It's just great stuff. So my whole attitude towards the machete and how I think of it in sort of the universe of survival changed thanks to modern combat and survival. Um, That is an important distinction. That is something very meaningful. And so I owe MCS a lot for having sort of upgraded my, my mindset when it comes to that. Uh, When it also when it comes to upgrading your mindset, strategic thinking becomes very important. And and here was something when I got to thinking about what are three major lessons that I have learned from MCS that changed how I approach survival and preparedness. The second one immediately stood out to me. And that is all of the work that we've done about, warning you about when it's time to bug out the the warning signs of a collapse that that we have put out in various forums over the years what to do when you see that a collapse is coming most importantly when you have to bug out you do not want to be bugging out on highways that are clogged with people you want to have alternate routes more importantly you want to get out on those alternate routes before everyone else is bugging out, meaning you have to be able to anticipate the collapse, see the warning signs, and then get out ahead of the crowd so that you're not stuck out there like just another nameless, faceless refugee caught in a crowd of people who are clogging up where you're going. That is compounded by something else important that I learned specifically from MCS that I had never seen written down. I'm I'm sure other people may have written about this. I'm not saying Jeff cornered the market on this thinking. I'm saying he personally taught me this, which is you do not want your bug out bag to be too heavy. All of the survival uh, kits that I had put together before uh, my interaction with MCS, they were all too heavy. And I went back and looked at them. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's right. I can't be carrying this around. Uh, because Jeff stressed the need to be able to bug out on foot, if you, you know, if the roads are clogged or your transportation breaks down or you just don't have access to it or any of a, a bunch of other factors, if you have to bug out on foot, trying to bug out with a bug out bag that is just too heavy that will weigh you down and drag you down is, the, you're putting yourself at a huge disadvantage if you do that. It is counterintuitive when we think of survival and preparedness to go, I want to carry less stuff. I want to have fewer things with me. And that's where the everything in the kitchen sink approach comes from. We start thinking in terms of I must be prepared for anything that I can anticipate and everything else that I can't. So we fill our packs with every conceivable survival item we can think of. We end up overloading ourselves and you're either going to not be able to get very far or you're going to have to start taking stuff out of your bag anyway. So the importance of Bugging out before everyone else does, and the importance of having bug-out gear that is not too heavy—these were significant things that I learned from MCS that changed how I was approaching my own survival. And I and my family are better off and safer for it. So I I owe MCS a real debt of gratitude for that. I mean, if you think about it, what is survival? It's keeping you alive. It is you remaining extant in the face of a threat. And if extant is not a word you've heard before, it's the opposite of extinct. Um, To do that for someone else, to give them a better chance to remain alive, that's an amazingly powerful thing. So that is another debt that I owe MCS. Uh, Point number three and the third in this sort of trinity of things that I've changed as a result of my interaction with MCS is my attitude towards the square range. Um, The square range being your typical shooting range. I grew up uh, a shooter. Uh, My interest in guns started, as I said, in high school. My father had been interested in guns, went through a period in which he wasn't, and then I think spurred on by my own interest, started buying guns like you would not believe. And some of the first guns I ever owned were guns that he bought that we co-owned on our permits, which was legal at the time in the arrangement that we had in the state we lived in. Uh, All of my firearms training came from him, and all of my firearms training time was spent shooting paper targets at the range and i remember how much fun it was i remember thinking how cool i thought i was i remember how prepared i thought i was having fired into a bunch of paper targets and then because i had a concealed carry permit carrying a gun around as a young man uh, in my early 20s thinking i was completely prepared and what i now know Thanks to MCS and the training and the, the post that we put out and the podcast that we do, I now know I was totally unprepared for a real-life gunfight. You know, real-life gunfights, as uh, Jeff and MCS have, have taught, they happen at close quarters. You are not going to be able to use your sights in most cases, uh, which is why point shooting becomes so important. Uh, they are messy. They're all, they often happen in low light. Um, you have to be prepared to fight your way to your gun. Um, There's so much that I had no idea about before Modern Combat and Survival, and then of course I I did some real-life training classes with some of the people that we've actually interviewed and and, uh, a few other people that we haven't, Um, and I got real training and it was Modern Combat and Survival that changed my perspective on how a real-life gunfight works. Our close quarters uh, shooting program is really amazingly good and talks about all of the factors that you have to consider in a real life gunfight. These are things I had no clue about before modern combat and survival, and they completely changed not only my attitude towards carrying a gun and how to defend myself, but also my approach to the training for that in such a way that force on force and airsoft and dry fire, dry fire alone is an issue that most people completely undervalue. And it was modern combat and survival that taught me that like 80% of your firearms training should be spent in dry fire in the convenience of your own home in small training periods every single day, you know, short periods, uh, with lots of frequency to make you a better shooter before you ever get out onto the live fire range. Um, That was a really important change and a really important distinction. And as a result, I am a better, more prepared citizen than I was before. But it's not about me. This is I'm using myself as an example. This always be learning attitude that we are bringing to to warrior life as we as we change over from MCS to warrior life. That is all about you and your participation in what we're doing. So I have a question for you. What have you personally learned from Modern Combat and Survival? And all the time that we've been Modern Combat and Survival, and even before that, um, and all the time that you've listened to our podcast and you've read our blog posts and you've read the materials that we've put out and our email list, what have you personally changed as a result of all that material? Um, if you're listening to this podcast Please leave a comment. Uh, You can go over to our blog where the podcast is posted. Uh, Please leave a comment there if you can. We would really love to hear from you and know what you have changed as a result of what you have learned uh, working with us. And don't forget, this is a two-way street. We learn as much from you as hopefully you learn from us. We have done several uh, webinars where uh, readers and viewers and listeners have submitted tips to us. And I personally have gone through huge excel files of these tips because we always end up with so much from one of these big webinar events and there's so much wisdom out there in the community things that we never would have thought of i know that jeff personally has done podcasts about the things that you have taught him tips he's gotten from listeners and readers and viewers that have changed how he does things so i would love to hear what we have done to change what you're doing uh, or what you have done and how this material has helped you. So please leave a comment on the blog uh, or wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast if it makes that uh, a possibility for you. We're really looking forward to the transition to Warrior Life and I personally, Buck Green, in for Jeff Anderson this week, could not be more excited. I don't know how much more tolerant Jeff will be of me asking to squeeze in these MCS podcast episodes, but I am so honored to be able to do that with you and to share my thoughts with you and also to get your thoughts from you. Until next time, this is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson and Modern Combat and Survival, soon to be Warrior Life, saying prepare, train, and survive.